team now, rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boyd, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is, we gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend, now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports, One Nation Sports, One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuplex.com, BWB, what's up? Welcome to the August, no, not August, the September 16th edition of Well, you don't know what month you in? Well, you know, I ain't slept in weeks. God damn, we're, like, we're literally halfway into the month. Yeah. The wrong month. You know, all these days just run together, man. I mean, the way you sound, I would imagine that you were the one that took the the elbow to the the top of the head, not from Brock Lesnar, not Randy Orton, you. (laughs) You're a whole monkey in. How many fingers I got up? No idea. Full. Full, full, full. Like Moses Malone. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, this is Rich uh, from One Nation Radio saying what's up to everybody. I uh, hope everybody has had a good couple weeks. Um, we were off last week. We uh, ended up... <laughs> well, it was funny. Last week, like, James came to my house, and literally, we both, like, were watching the network, and it fucking nodded off, like, <laughs> and, for, and forgot to yeah. record the show. Yeah, man, we get old. Yeah. Way up there. Just fall asleep. Yep. For no damn reason. Um, so, uh, I guess we can start with uh, the CWC and get that out the way. Okay. Uh, so, uh, TJ Perkins ended up winning the CWC after defeating Kota Bushi and Grand Metalik in the finals and semifinals. Um, it was, some say it was a star-making performance. Um, he got a little bit of resistance, I think, because there everyone pretty much knows the backstory on uh, Saber and Ibushi. Neither of those guys have, like, are signing with WWE at the moment. And Metalik still has time to finish up in Mexico, so Perkins was like the default kind of guy to win. Um, I had never seen him wrestle before this. What were your impressions of TJ Perkins, James? I think that he has... Jeez. I think he probably has the best uh, submission finisher going right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, he tapped out those you know, two guys. Yeah, I mean, it was not even the fact that he put somebody, he took two guys out to do it. It's just that it looks really cool. <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> like, we always talk about, me and you, we talk about, like, where are, like, the new submissions that happen to where, like, you slap it on and you know it's a wrap. Like, so, for example, like, because of you know you watch enough wrestling, you know the history. Like somebody slaps a scorpion deathlock slash sharpshooter on you, your ass is done. Someone slaps a figure four on you, you can, your ass is done. Someone slaps on a crossface, your ass is done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, just for psychology purposes, to find somebody to to work on a leg, a body part, or you know, just legs in particular, and then the slap on a knee bar. And then 
to he, there's levels to the shit. You know, it's like <laughs> you know when it comes down to it, I'll cross the other leg and then it turns kind of like a looks like an inverted um, figure four type of deal. Right. Then I can underhook it. Like there's levels to it. It's almost like how do I say this? It's it, it's kind. It's really similar to when you see when you saw like Sasha versus uh, Bailey, right? Right. Where like the submission slapped on, and then all of a sudden it goes on, it, it turns to another level. Or for example, um, like the the classic spot that um, Samoa Joe has, where he gets you next to the rope, so all of a sudden he he, he reaches, snaps your arm back, and all the other stuff. It's like it just, it just adds to it. So I I I think the world will do like especially after. The way he was letting um, um, Matalik just fire off on him with them slaps, like those are the, those are the Benoit slaps. Yeah, um, the I also saw. Um, I just think he needs to retire to dabbing. Uh, he need to get that up now. Is the time has passed? You know, um, I, I don't. I know those in wrestling are normally late to the party on those type of things, but uh, that been out of here. What do you mean by late, Rich? You know, about they're usually about uh, five years late. You know, they say there are two Americas, James. <laughs> you know, uh, they haven't been out of here since at least the Super Bowl. At least. It might have been out of here before then. But, you know, whatever. He's having fun. People seem to dig it. Um, I I felt like uh, I, I was impressed by Perkins throughout the tournament. They, when you look back at who he beat, uh, it was round one. He faced off against a guy named the Mac, the dude that was like the Michael Jackson guy. Shouts out to the Mac. Uh, he defeated Johnny Gargano. He defeated uh, Kota Bushi. Defeated Rich Swan. Defeated uh, Metalik. So they they made sure they put him over really strong uh, over all those guys. And he goes into Raw as the first cruiserweight champion. Did you like the belt? Not really, but um, I feel like they did the smart thing by letting the belt come out right then as opposed to hyping up the belt, you know, and letting what happened to SummerSlam happen. Uh, Fuck here. this so belt. Did, yeah. Yeah, so, like, personally, I, I like the, the, uni- the United. I like the Universal belt more than I do, like, this Cruiserweight belt, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I like the design on it. Um, yeah, but overall, I think the CWC was like the best tournament that WWE's ever done. Like as far as from a high quality wrestling stand standpoint, uh, Kota Ibushi was absolutely sensational throughout the whole tournament. By far, the MVP in my eyes. Some people were saying it was Perkins, but you know, Ibushi has like at least three four star matches or four and a half star matches in this whole thing. So I mean. That's kind of just what he does. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. Um, I retweeted something. It was like, tweet, quote this tweet with your hottest of, hottest hot take. Well, I'm going to say it. Now that the CWC is over, uh, I feel like I've seen more than one match from this dude. I don't see it. Zack Sabre Jr. is buns. Fuck these wrist locks. Flame on them. I, I I really don't have I really don't have anything to say to you. I you know I have no I can't I didn't watch any of his matches in the in the CWC, so I can't really say. 
Yeah, it, it, it was a it was a massive letdown when um when I heard uh, all the hype that I heard behind this guy. Like this is the guy that's supposed to be you know overtaking Daniel Bryan, uh, as far as you know the best technical guy on earth and all that whatever. And then I see him and I'm like, okay, I'm excited. Let's see it. That first match he comes out there and bores the hell out of me. The second match was better. Um, he he never had a great match throughout the tournament, not a single one. So okay, it, so who was he in the ring with besides uh, besides what's it called? Um, Perkins, not Perkins, but um, Matt, Matt Talik. He fought uh, a guy named Noam Dar. I believe he fought against a guy named Drew Gulak. He also fought in the first round. Who did he fight in the first round? I don't remember who he fought in the first round. But, um, yeah, it, it it just didn't click for me. So, if y'all want to come for me, come for me. Whatever. I'll just watch y'all off. Ain't nothing. But um, Monday Night Raw this week, and uh, we had a pay-per-view last Sunday. Uh, we have a new WWE world champion, world heavyweight champion. Uh, AJ. Uh, world champion. They don't do heavyweight anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, AJ Styles won the title by kicking Dean Ambrose in the dick. And <laughs> they definitely don't want none. Uh, AJ Styles showed up in January and seemingly got the title that he probably deserved back in April. Um, yep. How how did you feel about this, James? I know I, I got my own feeling on it. I'll share it, it after. I mean, it was a long time coming uh, at this point. It seemed like, you know, by the time... Okay, so it seemed like he was going to be champion of the company sooner rather than later. I mean, you're throwing the brand split and it's like, well, yeah, you might as well make him champion immediately because they don't have to worry about the whole politics of the main champion guy, the number one only champion guy. Now there's two champions, so you can go back to the day where like the world champions like the heavyweight title was on SmackDown. So he's, he's a guy. Um I I don't know what's going to happen with this whole Cena thing. Um, like in the future, like I, I think you might see Cena and um, AJ Styles potentially at like WrestleMania, but that's so far off. But uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed the match. I just wish that this whole feud wasn't based on dick kicks. But right, it's, it's a weird thing with WWE. Like it's like every. Okay, so with New Day in uh, the the club, we had Biggie laid out because of getting posted. Yep. Then now and then, like, I, I don't know. Let's just just lay off the, the whole like kicking guys in the dick gimmick thing. I don't know what's going on. Get like, off they did. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't find that. I don't know about you, but I don't consider that sophisticated storytelling. I just don't. I just. It's, like it's like yeah. it's really like it was dirty sophomore humor. I don't know. Yeah. Um. What did you think about uh, Dean Ambrose and Styles that match? About the match was really good. Um. I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like there wasn't. I, it was almost like a Cena match. Hmm. Like in the sense that. 
like Cena has a lot of. It's almost like he microwaves a match. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no beginning, then middle, then end. It's like all beginning and then end. Right. Like it's like we we wrestle, we exchange, and then everything is like a near fall, near fall, near fall, near fall submission. Reversal, near fall, and, and like an avalanche of, of going towards, of barreling towards the finish. Like instead of, you know, working up a, a body part getting worked on or um, a high spot that, that lays both guys out and then you build to it. it. It's so, but other than that, like I thought the match was really good. I didn't, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'd call it great necessarily. Because the finish was just like, uh, it was one, one of those. Hours, but at least, at least they got the camera on him to where like it showed that AJ rules cognizant that the ref was knocked out, so he took advantage. Right. So I was having to see. It didn't just come out of nowhere. You were like, oh, he sees he's out, so what's he going to do? And it's like, oh, he kicked him in the dick. All right, well, he's a bad guy, so whatever. Yeah. I when I saw Styles come out on SmackDown this week with the belt, um, I had put it in the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. Make sure you guys join today. Um, almost 750 members. Um, I pretty much said, I, I now know how old dudes in the 80s felt when they saw Dr. J win the championship and how happy they were for him. <laughs> the and, 83 title? Yes, and when I seen Dr. J, or um, I seen AJ Styles come out there with the belt, I was just happy for that man, you know, like, like yes, that man did it. And, you know, he's won all these championships all over the world. That man's, uh, he's, I, I feel like he's unquestionably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, you know, at this point. And, you know, I don't know if it's a little early to say that, but, I mean, he is almost 40. So, and if you look at his body of work throughout his career, he's up there. I I mean, I, I, I've i heard of some of those matches he's had at, you know, Ring of Honor and, and TNA, but... You know, I, I didn't see any of them. So, like, honestly, like, this dude literally came into my life at Wrestle Kingdom this earlier this year. So that was, like, what, February or January? January. Yeah, like, early January. This dude, like, I, I see him in the match with um, Nakamura, and then, like, now we're here. So, like, in a short period of time, this dude is, like, like, ascended, you know, um, up the rankings. Like, I don't think I've ever... You know, watched a guy that like, like I watched. Is just excellence like, off rip. Like this part, huh? Just excellence off rip. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen somebody with this like quality of match like on TV, on pay per view, like of this kind of consistency. Like it's almost like other. Like honestly, like it's like not. It, we're nearing like Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels <laughs> Shawn like Shawn Michaels. Rey Mysterio 96 territory for both of them, like, where it's, like, every pay-per-view match is, like, damn. Yeah, the AJ Styles collection. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I just hope that he, you know, they, they, I, I just hope that he's not jobbing out or he's not losing the title, like, next month. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to lose it that soon. Um, but, uh... Off AJ Styles for a moment. Um, I want to talk about Daniel Bryan and The Miz uh, link with that. Why did they keep doing these things to to me, James? They put out these polls 
talking about, you know, if Daniel Bryan were able to have one more match, who would it be against? Daniel Bryan is pissed at the company for doing that. He's like, why would you do this? They keep on having, they had Alexa Bliss size this man. They had Baron Corbin size this man. They had the Miz size this I man didn't multiple watch times. Snack. What was said? Um, like, she was like, <laughs> Alexa Bliss was like, I am nothing like you, Daniel. Like, just like, just, just giving it to him. And Corbin sitting next to him just, you know, talking shit to everybody. It looks like it's going to pop off any moment between them. But No, but I mean, but I don't understand. So what was okay? So how did Alexa Bliss and uh, Daniel Bryan comparison even start? It was it was basically saying like you know you're undersized and you're small and whatever, and it was uh, like you know like Daniel Bryan and whatever. She's like I'm nothing like you, like and it just got <laughs> real hot for a second. Um, but nothing like you. The Miz is doing his moves in the matches and, and yep. trolling and and I'm like. Why are they doing this? Like, are they just <laughs> fucking with us, or, 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 or are they just playing with my emotions? Like, is Daniel Bryan about to come out here and return? Like, what the hell is going on, are, James? I don't know, but like, I. Why are they building up something that's not going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. You know, controversy. Y'all love y'all some Daniel Bryan so much that maybe they're trying to just, just to you know, tweak it, tweak you guys. Look, fuck um, I love Daniel Bryan too, but I made peace with that man's not wrestling again. So honestly, he's gonna have like he's literally gonna have to see him in the trunks in the bell rings for me to believe it. So that's how that's me. Look, don't mess around and do a match, and then that man hits no moves, immediately puts him in the yes lock and wins. That'd be <laughs> enough for me. Wow, you know. Uh, but yeah, they, they they just consistently like Daniel Bryan's giving these interviews to the AP. Claiming he's healthy and he never wanted to stop wrestling is just getting really awkward because he wants he's around it every week. He was forced to be around it because he's under contract, and it's just going to be a an, an interesting like next like year and a half, two years uh, when his contract you know comes up to see if Daniel Bryan's going to say like, I'm going to take my ass to New Japan or I'm going to take my ass to the indie circuit or evolve whatever the hell he wants to do, or he's going to. Keep getting that check. That's the part that's so weird about this is the fact that they told him we are going to put you inactive and your contract will never run out. You'll just it, it's just gonna pause forever yep. until the end of time. And then they make him active for television appearances or whatever, but he can't, you know, take any physical um or do anything physically and now his clock's gonna run out and he could literally just walk out and be like all right i'll holler at y'all i'm going to ring on or new japan or wherever else or tour the indies again i just i just think like if if you guys really actually can't it, it's so weird like you say you don't want him to wrestle so badly because y'all y'all so you know concerned about his health and well-being meanwhile like y'all burning down the clock until that man busts off and goes and wrestles you know, in armory. I feel like they're like like you're saying they're they're trying to dribble the clock out like with with this Daniel Bryan thing. Like they're running the four corners offense with him. But if but if that was the case, then why didn't they just literally just leave him on active and keep him off TV forever? I know. They just feel and, like, and this babyface GM thing, it can't last forever. It just can't. Like like how does that happen? Like we've we've never we've never done this. Like you know, for you longer than like a six month period. Happen. What was that? Well, worst case scenario, 
He was if it get came fired. down to it, they'll put him on one of those panels next to Booker T and Lita and and um, Renee and and um and Jerry. So they'll come up with a storyline to get him fired or whatever. They'll be oh like, you know, they'll pull one of those those uh those triple H joints where the whole roster walks out on them or something like that. Like it is just be so wow. stupid. But um, another controversy, like kind of linked to the Dan Bryan thing, um, like as far as the concussions and something I feel like is absolutely ridiculous uh, for WWE is the Randy Orton thing since SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, as we all know, Randy Orton was busted open in the main event, uh, and they did a ring, they did a match stoppage uh, by Brock Lesnar, a UFC champion. Uh, former champion, and they designed it so he could be hard weighed and made it look like, quote-unquote, a shoot. Now, if you thought it was a shoot, I question your um, your wrestling knowledge. But they sent this man out there to get his head bust like that. He ends up concussed. He's, they give him a, a few weeks off. Like, he doesn't wrestle... I don't think he's wrestled yet, uh, aside from that house show match that he did uh, after the whole Lesnar thing. They pull him, but they're still like having him do angles. They're having him travel on the road every week, um, and they're they advertise the match with him and Bray Wyatt. They they pull the the shenanigans, the bait and switch at the pay per view where he's rolling around in agony, like, with an ankle injury, and it's just like, what the hell are they doing? And then the next night, he's hitting RKO's, well, he's hitting RKO's the same night, and on the house shows with Cena in a tag match, doing no moves, hopping in, hitting RKO, I, I don't see, I feel like WWE, like, Randy, Randy Orton has them exactly where he wants them. Like, they literally owe that man everything. They're his personal ATM. Like, you know, we, we've we joked about this, James. Like, uh, when it comes to someone being blackmailed. Like, you know, you're pretty much an ATM at that point. Because what's stopping them from being like, hey, you know, I need it. You know. Yeah, but... Yeah, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like this is a relationship, and this is also a relationship where WWE has saved Randy Orton's ass numerous occasions. Like this is like the first time so what, that he owes? has heard of. Oh, <laughs> this is the first time that we've ever heard of where, uh, in on this end of the, the, the situation, where like Randy Orton is the one that's been quote unquote wronged or whatever, and and WWE's the one that's at fault. So I don't. I mean, knowing our relationships go back and forth, like I don't think he 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 sees it. I don't I don't I don't think he would see it as an opportunity to you know cash jack in. these dudes from jack these dudes from money. Meanwhile, like what, how can you jack somebody from when like think of what they pay him already? Right. Like what could, what more could they pay him? It's it's just weird to me because they do all this stuff with Randy Orton. I feel like if this was Daniel Bryan. They'd be making it so he couldn't leave the house. Um, it, it's different, though. Like, I mean, I don't know Randy Orton's history of concussions, but I don't think he. I think he's only had that. I, you know, since we've been watching, I only I've only heard the two. Like mm-hmm. the one that happened when he missed Raw one week because of Barrett back in like the end of 2011, and never this one right me. now. 
Huh? I said he'll never walk again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that same feud. So, and then with, with Daniel Bryan, like Daniel Bryan has all these documented concussions from wrestling all around the world and in WWE. Yeah. Like, and also they sort of have the same kind of deal because remember, you know, Daniel Bryan had the concussion deal or whatever, and then they took his ass over to uh, he took the European tour. And yep. wrestled there after you know whatever happened to him. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Like something funny going on. I think I just think like they just like yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, let them let the the <laughs> let the two hundred and ninety pound cage professional cage fighter elbow you in, in the head, and you know you may or may not get concussed, but we're hoping to split your head open, <laughs> and uh, you know. And that's where we are right now. They didn't think this so thing stupid. through at all. So stupid. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. I don't know. Like, like that literally did nothing for them. Like... Yeah. Like, and, think, and think of it like this, right? There was no success as a company gained off of this. <laughs> I don't know. They're always going after casual fans, and casual fan might have got worked. I don't know. I don't know. But I think... And, you know, also, it also, it did, okay, even if it didn't work some people or enough people to make this something that was worth, a lot of people, regardless of the fact that whether they thought they, they thought it was real or fake, a lot of people were still mad. So, I mean, at least it got some heat. Yeah. Um, How many times did we see people say, like, you know, this is ridiculous, they let, or they let Lesnar do whatever he wants, like, he just, he just, he, he can just split, split a dude open on, in a fucking work fight. Yeah. Like, so we saw a bunch of that. Uh, I will say, you know, this is a bad setback for Orton because, look, I, he's wrestled a few times on TV, but, I mean, he, like, he fought, like, Slater and, like, Miz and these nothing matches or whatever. So, like, this is really, like, hurting his, like, his Jets, or, or hurting his Jets, cooling his Jets, more or less. Yeah, like, shouldn't Randy Orton oh, yeah, be, yeah, like, you, want, want this blood? This guy wrestles, like, once every three weeks now. Like, and he's there every week too. Like it's one thing if you're seen and you're just like off TV. Like Orton's like, just showing up talking. Sorry. Like Orton's just showing up talking to Bray Wyatt, and you know Bray Wyatt will get you under. So yeah, that too. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I gotta ask you, bro. What's so up? you know we've heard you know, over the years at this point the the um, um, a common complaint is they never let. Bray Wyatt win. They never let Bray Wyatt win. And now, <laughs> now, bro, like, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to, like, I'm starting to really, like, side with them on this one. No, Lord. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason fuck he shouldn't have beat Kane, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah. terrible. You can't, like, and you gonna, you gonna be shocked when I say this, but think about it. I feel like that whole thing was planned the whole time. What was Kane doing before the pay-per-view? Beating dudes on TV up, squashing them, coming out, hitting choke slams, getting rid of them. Yeah. Kane's going to get a title shot uh, towards the end of this year. AJ Styles versus Kane. We're going to see if you're, who you really are as a champion, Styles. You're going to fight Kane. You heard it here you first. You know what I meant? You know what I think we're going to see on TV? What? Like on pay-per-view, one of these, like in the next like three months. What? Kane versus Corbin. I, I think they were going that, that way, and then they, like, you know, turned away from it. You know, I... I There's still time. Yeah. I, I really do feel like we're getting a Styles versus Kane match before the end of this year. Because they're like, just have them fight a monster. You know, and, yeah. 
as soon as he's done with this three-way business with with uh, Ambrose and Cena and all that. Um, so I, maybe we should talk about uh, Raw. You know, anything yeah, happening? Sure. Oh no! Well, I mean, okay. So, anything else on the paper you want to talk about that happened or no? I like the opener, uh, the women's match. Becky Lynch. I did too. I I like what they did with Naomi. Yep. She, uh, I don't like what they did with um. I don't like what they did with Carmella being the second the the in the final two. That thought that was weird. Yeah, yeah, but, but she had to beat a heel somewhere. I mean, she sh- she could have beat Natalia on pay per view, but you know they don't. I mean, okay, if they're gonna go and have Alexa Bliss challenge for the title, why not have her be the person that was left in their second then? Uh, because they don't want to look. I know that this it sounds crazy, but they might not have wanted to beat her. You know, at the final stage. Well, they did beat her. Yeah, that's why elimination matches are stupid. Like I was saying, <laughs> like they beat like they, like they beat five women that night. So it right, like, it was, it was stupid. One of, like, I don't, you don't want that one to be the last, the last one to get beat. Like, well, I mean, technically speaking, if that's the case, then that means she'd be the most worthy in theory. Yeah, like um, like I was saying a couple weeks ago, I was like, why just why do an elimination match? You know why they did an elimination match? Because they had to fill time. That's why. That that pay-per-view only had six matches, and it was like two hours and 37 minutes. Like, bro, they didn't start wrestling until like 8.15 or 8.20. Like, you know, they did the segment with Daniel Bryan. Like, they were stretching it out. Pause. And they also also had the 9-11 tribute, which you had to do. Yeah. Um, But one... I don't really mind the the beating uh, of five women because someone like Carmella, someone like Bliss, um, and even someone like Naomi, even though she has like she's had a couple matches with the um, new interest and everything, mm-hmm. they needed to kind of be reintroduced and like you can see what their move sets are, so you can actually like under you can see what happens in the future, like when when something's coming up, like it's a big deal, right? And <clears throat> And honestly, when you just look at those, the, the roster, it's like, those three needed that really badly because you look at it, it's almost like haves and have nots. So, like, Natty's been a champion. Um, Nikki's been one of the, one of the you know, one of their, in, in their mind, is probably one of their three biggest champions ever if, for the women's division. Yeah. Um, or, or top five or whatever. Um, and then... And then you have now Becky. So, like, they kind of needed to, like, to boost these other three up. So, like, just having them in a match where, like, there's they're all scrambling around for one pin. Eh. Um, I don't know. I, I see it as, like, that, that helped them out more. I don't think, like, I, in a weird way, I don't think. Okay, so the way that they beat Big Cass the other week in that fatal four-way elimination deal. Uh-huh. Do we feel do we feel like he's in a lower spot because he got beat in the first like first out of those four? No, because he clearly right, didn't you, belong there. Okay. All right then. Well, if you say they clearly belong there, then uh, um, I, that's a good point. I, I'd like to give them uh, props for going with Becky as the champion. Obviously, it was long overdue, but. They yeah. stayed away from the tired, oh, just give a heel the championship and just make them chase it. And I was like, you know, how about they do something like make the champion interesting? 
And so they're hopefully they can do that, and you know the lynch mob will continue to rule, you know, over the SmackDown I, Women's Division. I personally think they couldn't have done they could they couldn't have given it to a hill at that point, and then unless like they were going to turn Nikki Hill right then, right like in the middle of the match, right. And I don't think they were be they're looking for that because you know she out here getting jumped on constantly every by single Carmella. Week. By, by Carmella. By Carmella. Carmella ain't so, fucking around, bro. She's not fucking around at all. Um, the Uso, what do you think of the Usos' uh, heel turn? I like it. Uh, Same here. Understa- yeah, you know it's 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 understated. Like they're, they're not coming out here cutting no big promos. They just came out here and injured a fool and threatening to fight the fans. Look, yeah, yeah. Out here arguing with fans. Yep. I like that. Uh, you know they're not doing the Haka uh, deal anymore. They're just coming out. Do you think they should change their music? Sorry? Do you think they should change their music? Nah, not really. Um, like, it still fits their motif of what they're, you know, what they're dressing, so it might as well just be dressed like some West Coast rap. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, Monday Night Raw, Kevin Owens, uh, defeated Roman Reigns, uh, James, you had a stat you were telling me about uh, with Roman Reigns. Could you share it with the audience? Okay, so this was, what, the eighth week of Raw since the new improved era? The eighth or ninth. Eighth or ninth? Yeah. Okay, if you include, if if you just count all the main events, Reigns has been in five or six of them. So, uh, okay, so... New era. Sorry? New era. Yeah, so he's been, he was in the, the first main event of Raw when he's out there fighting uh, for number one contendership or actually or actually to get a spot into the inaugural Universal Belt thing with Finn Balor he lost. Uh, he was in um, a match with Rusev in the main event that went really long. He was in a match with Jericho to qualify for the four-way. He was in the four-way, and he, then he also lost to Owens uh, to get into a triple threat match. Um, for the title, so that's five right there. Beat up Roman Reigns. You know, I don't. You know, I don't have an issue. Yeah, I mean, he has. One, he's only won one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so basically, what James is saying is, you know, you know, even though he doesn't have a belt, he's still the champion. <laughs> yeah, it's really. It's, it's sort of. It kind of reminds me of when CM Punk was champion, and people were complaining at every single pay per view that. He was a champion, but he never went on last. It was always Cena. Yep. It's like, well, I mean, at this point, he, he's pretty much like Cena now, where he comes out, he's in the ring, he's the bad guy, or say he's a good guy, you guys are booing him, you want whoever he's wrestling to beat him, and you're cheering for a Bulgarian guy that's a Russian. Yeah, <laughs> and, man. Uh, and, I'm cheering for know, Rusev. And you constantly think that he is going to crush your, your hopes and dreams of the indie guy you love. Hey man, uh, I don't know about you, but to me, you know, in this feud, Rusev is clearly the man man with honor, with integrity. You know, in like that man clearly is the one that that the crowd needs to be supporting, and they are supporting Rusev. You know, Roman yes, Reigns has done nothing but act like a jerk. Yep, he has. You know, has. WWE baby faces, boy, boy, they always you know, get them wrong. Okay, so now that Rusev's back, 
um, after being off TV for two weeks. Do you give the slightest fuck that they're about to have this match? Um, I think just to see if they'll go all the way with Reigns winning the U.S. title. Like, I think that's the appeal. Like, okay, like will it be a title see match? They'll actually put. Oh, so like their intrigue is to see if they were actually willing to put him in the mid card. Yes. Like we'll see okay. and, and see how they handle it, you know, or, or will we be having the United States uh, Championship close these Raw pay per views to close out the year? That could happen. Like, that bro, happen. if that happens, I'm writing ten thousand words of fury and be like, "This is ridiculous!" Like, <laughs> like this is absurd. Like, like how dare y'all come out here and disrespect Kevin Owens like that? Then Seth Rollins, who will be wrestling each other on the pay per view one on one. You know, okay, for the so red gold. The red gold, rose gold? Yeah. So I had uh, a couple questions for you, uh, involved, now that we, you just mentioned Owens and and Rollins. Yeah. Uh, so I filed this under Owens, Rollins, Stephanie, Foley, Triple H. Okay. So is this a slow, bur- is this a slow burn face turn, or is this just being done badly? For, for who? For Rollins. I think it's like, being is, done badly. Um, okay. The reason why I ask you that is because I've never heard of a, of a slow turn, of a slow burn <laughs> face turn. It's always a slow burn heel <laughs> turn. So, like, that, so okay. That's why I, slow burn face that. turn. I'll give you an example. The Undertaker. The original uh, thing, you know, with him and Jake Roberts. Uh, like, uh-huh. it was building up uh, and then... Roberts asked him, well, whose side are you on? And then Undertaker looked at that man and gave him that dead voice. Not yours. Like, <laughs> um, let's see. Another... But that wasn't a slow burn. That was like Batista, right there. Batista was a slow burn face turn when he turned on Triple H out of Evolution. Okay. Everybody knew that was coming. Okay. Um, I, I would say CM Punk. You know, that's a slow burn face turn. You know, you get the pipe bomb and then you go throughout that whole summer. Um, that wasn't a slow burn face turn. That happened literally. Like, he cut that promo and that was the face turn. Oh, right that there. was it? Oh, okay. All right. I'll yes. give you that. Like, he cuts that promo and then literally at the next, and then in six, this, like six days later, he's going to Chicago and he's leaving with the belt. Like, that's, that's, like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a face turn right there. Oh man, um, I guess Lesnar. <laughs> slow burn face turn. <laughs> or did he okay. just fight Roman Reigns? No, I mean, they turned the face. So yeah. I, I, okay, I was I would agree with you. I would say that would be a case of one. But that's you my point. Like these yes. are very rare. Yes. Like you normally see like all the dissension going on between people, and then like somebody gets screwed over by somebody. Uh, that they're close with, and then they're just they, they're turn face because they're the one that got screwed, and people feel bad for them. Right. Um. The <laughs> I just thought of another one. What Kane? Like in <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine? Oh well, yeah, you can say that too. Um, but when Kane was out there rolling with DX, suck it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, but um, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Rollins. Uh, Rollins could clearly come out there and get himself cheered like a main eventer, babyface. But 
they decided that if, like, I guess he's the top babyface by default, but they yeah, just default. don't have an idea of how to do it when it is just the simplest thing to do in the world. Like, just let that man go out there, have raw-ass matches, have him show up, defy the authority, talk about Triple H, talk about Kevin Owens, and have that man kind of, like, mosey up to the crowd a little bit. Like, like these people always, like, like whether you love me or hate me, you know, you recognize my ability and then, you know, just keep going from there. And Okay, so... Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. Okay, so I think I'm gonna ask you this question, this next question involving all of this all of this whole group of people, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I think may be the case. Okay. Um Alright, so like is Foley a fool right now or do we have to wait before we declare him a fool? We have no, he's a fool right now because the the swerve okay. is coming and he hasn't "Quote unquote," no idea. Uh, he's when? When have we ever decided that Mick Foley was one of the uh, you know one of the smart guys in the business? Like yeah, in, K- in like kayfabe. He, oh, okay. I'm gonna say, damn man, that man is a New York Times. Like, yes, I understand. Author. Look, look, look. I understand. And, like, Outside of the, and he the, wrote, and he actually wrote his books as opposed to you know most people just being ghostwriters. Like, right, damn, right. Like you size this dude. Nah, man. Shout out to Mick Foley. You know, if you listen to well, I'm saying you know the Mick Foley character and mankind. That that dude didn't seem like you know the I most did. stable of, of guys. You know. That, yes, I, yes, I was there. I did see the '98 Survivor, yeah, Survivor Series. I, like, I was the tournament. I saw that. Yes. No, like I, that, I that and also, and also, that man decided to to, to stand on the, the top of the hell in a cell and fight the Undertaker. Like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? Like, 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 there's something missing there. Uh, no, not that. You'd be like, yeah, this dude was. You know, you know how he's not that smart. That man was out there jumping the Undertaker. Period. <laughs> yes. Like, I show up on the scene. I'm gonna fight this nigga. Like, yeah, I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna try to jump a dead man. <laughs> like, what? Well, yeah, where do they do that at? But like the dude, like the dude that the dude that can quote unquote control light, lighting and lightning at the same time, like that guy. Yep. You, you picking a fight with that dude? Okay, so yeah, but um, I think he's gonna be like he's gonna figure it out eventually. Like Stephanie's gonna get caught with her like hand in the cookie jar at some point, and then okay. he's gonna be like explain this, and then she can't, and then she heals out on him. Like you're not here, I run this. You're fired. Fuck you. Like pretty much, like one of those, and slap them too. Okay, I think they might be using Foley to turn Rollins' face. So mm. Rollins is telling that man, "Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Don't do it. Re- please reconsider." And I think he eventually is gonna, you know, he's gonna have egg on his face, and the person that's gonna be there for him is Foley. I'm sorry, the person to be there for Foley is going to be Rollins. I think that's what's going to happen. Hmm. Because they're, they're but, supposed to know, have this talk. Then again, well, then again, you know, they might just, like, not even... They might not even bring Triple H back again. Like, so... <laughs> well, you know, they so might make know. Stephanie the baby face. Uh, yeah, that could happen, too. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but that could happen. You know, let her be the top draw, you know, on Raw. Um, did did you have any uh, other questions with that? 
No, no, that was all. Okay. Uh, speaking of questions, uh, let's go to some of the ones that we had last week. Uh, we'll start with Hitesh. What's going on, Hitesh? Um, and he has a few questions on here. He's asking us to book WrestleMania 33, which I don't feel like doing right now. Um, <laughs> the face of the company, uh, let's go. Uh, those are long form. Let's go to this one. Um, he said, do you want this Triple H angle to be NXT versus Raw? Personally, no. I do not. Um, seeing as how every, pretty much everyone on Raw has gone through NXT, at you know, some point, is it the new NXT guys versus the old NXT guys? Like, I don't I don't understand how that would go. You know, is it Triple H going to be leading his faction against, you know, Stephanie's faction? Stephanie. I don't know. That 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 reeks of just the McMahons patting themselves on the back like the show's all about them. Which they're not well, above doing. Yeah, but um, I was just about to say, like, have you not have you not watched the show before? Right, they're not above doing that, but I personally don't want to see it. I think there's enough talent to go around where they don't have to lean on that crutch, especially with the cruiserweights coming in. Um, uh, what about you, James? I okay, so I don't know how they would even do it because, all right, so if there's a, if it's a you know invasion angle or whatever. They only have two top guys right now, unless you want to unless you want to include uh, Bobby Roode. <laughs> I, I think the, I think he was saying like have Kevin Owens be like the guy, you know, the NXT guy, a part of the group that was invading. Why would he give a flying flip about uh about NXT? Yeah, I don't He's I don't know champion. exactly. Like I don't. Like, I mean, I'm just going by, like, if you go by the Kevin Owens... Like, the angle, like... ...character, he wouldn't, like... Nah. Like, that's one of the reasons why I don't really necessarily... I'm still, like, arms across and skeptical on how this whole Triple H thing is going to work, because... Kevin Owens has been a, a heel, but, like... He don't need them. And, but he's never been a, I need others to get my... You know, I need others to help me out. Now I can cheat. I can cheat just on find them on my own. I don't need your help. Help me cheat. <laughs> uh, he had another question, like pretty much what we were saying. Do you think they may go in a Triple H and Foley fighting over Stephanie direction? I mean, I don't think. Okay, I think they'll. I think they'll be an emotional tug for Stephanie. Um, maybe, like the. The whole thing is either she's clearly in cahoots with this Triple H thing and she's playing dumb and yeah. she's pulling the wool over fully, or she's in she's going to be this emotional tug between the two. Uh, like I don't see I don't see any other way around it besides those two options. Right. Do you? I think um, like we were saying before, like like she's going to catch Foley's going to catch her hand in a situation where which she can't defend and then she's going to lash out on him. Or turn on him like with uh, Triple H. Like I feel like I've seen this story before. Like Triple H versus Kurt Angle in 2000. Like you thought that she was gonna turn and go with Kurt Angle, and then at the end she just turned and stayed with Triple H. Like and just you know it's Triple H and Stephanie forever um, until they're old. 
phone leave to check some paperwork and see if like and find out that Stephanie has been embezzling money or some shit like that. That'd be funny. <laughs> Uh, one and more he, qu- and he, he buries it for her. One more question from Hattest. She was like, where do you want them to go with Lesnar during the road to WrestleMania 33? So I guess he means like Royal Rumble, Fastlane, WrestleMania. Okay, well, um, I'm imagining that he's going to have a title match Royal Rumble and, be ch- and then win the title at Royal Rumble. I, I sadly fear the same thing. <laughs> then he'll defend it against he'll defend it against whoever is the champion at that point in time at uh, Fastlane, and then he'll gladly hand it off to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. <laughs> the Roman so, Reigns get coronated again. <laughs> we keep doing it till look, we gonna keep doing it till we get it right. It's like practice. Like practice <laughs> makes perfect. Oh man. I heard the rumor is uh, Owens versus Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. That's what I'm hearing. And if well, if, if Kevin Owens comes out here and gets suplexed into Bolivian, as Mike Tyson would say, I'm going to be furious. Um, okay, so, remember, so remember last year when, like about November-ish, and the rumors were flying around, and, and you were saying, like, I want to, you know, I, I, you were saying that you would like to see Kevin Owens versus Lesnar? Yeah, like a bunch of people were, you know, were saying we're flowing that out there. Yep, I was like, nah, because I don't want to see Kevin Owens get his ass suplexed a million times and be buried. Yeah, I, I, I like, I don't, nah, like I'd rather see especially him for the title it. now. Like, nah, man, I seen what this Brock Lesnar championship reign is like. Like, it, it's it's real, it, it's cold and lonely, and you know, <laughs> bad ratings on on you know week to week television. Like, I and, well look. Whoever you make champion is going to be bad ratings. That's that's how it is. True. Like, it, 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 nobody, nobody is fixing. At least we'll shit. see unless the they, belt. At least look, we'll see the they, belt. Unless they bring in the Rock back full time, then no one's turning these Bruh, ratings over. The Rock came and helped this shit, bro. <laughs> no, if, unless the Rock said, like, you know what, I'm going to wrestle full time for one calendar like, year for, for for six months or whatever. Like, other than that, nothing saving this shit, bro. Bro, how would The Rock fit as a regular character today? Like, like, what the fuck do you do with him? I don't know. I don't know. Well, The Rock comes in, say he's on Monday Night Raw. Who the fuck does he feud with? Like, Jericho? Like? <laughs> uh, okay, you can have him. Well, alright, so... You can have Reigns turn heel on him, like in the tag match in the main event, and that would, you know, that would be the that'd be the a feud right there. Yep. Um, I guess you could bring Triple H back. Triple H versus The Rock. I mean, they got the chemistry. He's, Look, he's it will never end. It will never yeah. end. By forever. Why not? I want um, the boys to be in wheelchairs fighting. You can see, uh, I can see him wrestling, um, Kevin Owens. Yeah, because uh, they go at it on the mic. After that, it gets kind of hazy. I mean, you don't want him out there fighting Sheamus. They could fight Braun Strowman. Oh, and squash him. Speaking of that, um, Jeremy, uh, shout out to Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? Um, he asks, how would you book the cruiserweights and what's the best way to get them over? I replied to him on Facebook. I said, give them to Braun Strowman. 
Wow. You know, I, I bet y'all didn't know uh, T.J. Perkins was booked on Monday night against Braun Strowman already. Wow. Okay, so how many uh, cruiserweights do we have? I think they announced like seven, but it's probably going to be Akira Tozawa, Metalik. It'll be T.J. Perkins, Rich Swan, Lince Dorado, uh, a bunch of people. Cedric Alexander, who I think the guy he's he's the guy I want. To win, like, if you look at okay. the uh, match Perkins had with Abushi, I'll take the Alexander match. Okay, so I imagine that what they're going to do is... Maybe they can use Neville and Kalisto. Yeah, right. Well, no, Kalisto's on Raw. SmackDown. No, that's right, nah. he is on SmackDown. That's right. Yeah, they put Sin Cara on Raw. Boy, that was because <laughs> That was Because stupid. just stupidity um yeah so i imagine that they'll have like the cruiserweights will probably have two matches like they'll probably treat it similar in fashion with time and everything and feuds they're having two feuds on the show and or two matches or storylines involving the cruiserweights and cruiserweights alone mm-hmm. i imagine that that'll be similar to like the women like, so like you'll get so you can get some of this like start or not start or some of this um golden truth shit out of, up out the paint. You can get um a few things else out the paint too. Yeah, Titus so, O'Neil and uh Darren Young out the paint. Oh yeah, put that on yeah, that's just Woo! already out the paint anyway. We haven't even we well. haven't even talked about that. For good reason. We, we don't need to. It's just whack. Moving on. Speaking of um, that, speaking so, of whack, Jack Swagger. Ooh, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say this: that Jinder Mahal shit, that shit needs to out of paint too. That shit needs to go. yes, never Bye come back. back. Because, like, think of how much time you think of. You know, if you have two cruiserweight segments, two women's segments, uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have segments from um, what three big matches every. Well, probably at this point now, it'll probably be like. Four, four or five big matches now. Uh-huh. Um, and then promo, you know, then segment, opening segment, another talking segment. Like, there's only, what, like, how many segments are in an episode of Raw? I think, like, 12. No, there's got to be more yeah, than 12. Yeah, like, it's like 12 or 13. Yeah, it's got to be more than that now. Uh, yeah, no, probably about 12. Yeah, so, like, there, you know, some of that stuff, like, that's got to go. Like, they gotta, I think they should use that, that second hour needs to be just a cruiserweight open every week. Like, we need to be seeing some excellence on Monday nights. So what, you mean, so you mean like the 9 o'clock slot or, yeah. or what? Like the 9 through 10, like, we need to see all these niggas run it, like, every week. <laughs> so. We'll see, because you know how they are with when it comes to, like, you know, the big segments are the opening segment. The, the nine, nine and o'clock, 10. the ten o'clock, in the in the closing segments. So like they're gonna have to move around something. Move around, you know. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey did a double pin on each other, and like literally nobody noticed. Uh, that what do you mean nobody noticed? Uh, no, no, no announcer, no wrestler, no, no anything. Oh, okay. You know we noticed. Happened. You know what happened? They fucked. They one of them fucked up. Either there's only two things. Either one of them fucked up, or next week they're going to have a match again. Hey. Or one of them fucked up, and 
now they're going to be a match because that looks so bad. Now, when you say one of them fucked up, I'm going to assume you're talking about Dana Brooke. No. That's <laughs> fucked up. She's the one that got like, I know. Like, it's Dana Brooke's fault. Uh, she shouldn't have been out there. It's her fault. It's Dana, it's Dana Brooke's fault. Look, she wasn't man, involved. You know they have Dana Brooke out there so they can protect that pay-per-view match between yeah. those two in the future. Yeah. Like, they, they like, was just they was just trolling did, us. Yeah, like, think about it. Did, did, did Becky and Sasha even have, even, like, exchange any physical contact in that match besides Barely. that roll-up? Barely. Okay, then. Like, they knew what it was. Like, Look, they were like, damn, we can't be having this because this is probably our man event, for, or this is probably our women's match for, uh, for the belt at WrestleMania next year. <laughs> um... Speaking of, of other women, uh, Nia Jax looked like a motherfucking star, like <laughs> out there, um, like a motherfucking monster out there, uh, swinging Alicia Fox back and forth, putting her through the um, the the table. Alicia Fox was right for the for the beating too, because eventually she was going to have to step up, quote unquote, up in competition. Uh, Nia Jax, and it went about ten. I don't know, like eight, nine weeks, like pretty much, like I was saying, I, I predicted ten, but. Uh, of her doing the squashes, but it looks like that's going to lead to her having a pay per view match with Alicia Fox on that like tenth week. So um, you sure is you sure? Yeah, Alicia Fox will be back. Like she'll come out there no. and get, get destroyed. You, you sure is going to be Alicia Fox? Yeah. You sure is not going to be whoever is a loser or, or or Bailey or whoever? I don't think they're going to do Bailey like that this early. Like, well, I mean, I get you. Like they're they're literally keeping. You remember how CM Punk was like, you know, I'm in my own little world over here. Like mm-hmm. while all the damn Brian shit was going on, like they're literally keeping Nia Jax in her own world, like away from Dana, away from Charlotte, away from like all these chicks. Like right, she's gonna like fuck around and get over as a babyface if they're not careful. Like if she's destroying chicks like that, like I, I think that was just a special case scenario. Like my my main issue is like there's nobody for her to fight because Alicia I mean what well roster? besides Alicia now like it probably would have been Paige. They're, um, they're saying Emma's close to them, coming back. Huh? They're saying Emma's close to coming back, and they also have Summer Rae yeah. on the Raw roster. Summer Rae, I haven't seen her si- since since Tampa. the opening night. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. So we'll she, see. And Paul's put on her too. You know, they could always bring a, a jobber out here. You know, that's what they're doing now. Let's see what we got. Um, I think I might have had another question on here. Let's see. Okay, uh, this one was submitted before, obviously, the Backlash pay-per-view. It was... I'm going to flip it a little bit. Um, for, it was from Jason Barksdale. Um, what happened during Dean Ambrose's t- title reign, pretty much? He was like, um, pretty much before the match where he lost, he was like, it seems like we forgot that a year ago, a lot of us wanted Dean Ambrose to win the title. Now the masses want it off him before he can do anything with it. What do you think happened to Ambrose as champion? Too much wacky shit. Um... Like you can honestly say you didn't have to go back to just a year ago. You can say literally during the triple threat match, uh, between the show triple threat match at uh, what pay per view was that? Battleground. Battleground, like one of the best shows of the year. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, you look at it that way, it's like, all right, so we don't want Reigns to win it. Nope. I'm, Rollins, he's the heel, but, you know, like, honestly, I, I guess people most people, well, what do you think most people wanted back then? Do you think most people wanted Rollins or Ambrose to be champion? I, I thought it was ABR, anyone but Reigns. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Uh, yeah, so he won the title. And then, you know, he has that match with Rollins and he wins it and, you know, he's the champion and he's taking it to SmackDown. And then you throw him in a feud with a dude that had no business being in the feud. Yeah. And Ron, instead of instead of Ambrose working the whole that whole month or however long to get himself hot or however many weeks, they get himself hot with his feud. He's having to do all this whole stuff to get the guy he's fighting with hot. Yeah. He's the champion. And he's a good guy. He's not a heel. Yeah. Like that's like the stuff you deal with when you're a heel and you're you're Ric Flair trying to get Steamboat over. Mm-hmm. And and that's where he ended up. Yep. Him being like flashing those heel tendencies kind of I think rubbed people the wrong way. So when it was time to quote unquote cheer him again when he fights a heel, but when you're fighting the guy that shouldn't be a heel, which AJ Styles is, um. People just are going to be like, yo, we're rolling with Styles. Like, you remember the old Jay-Z skit on uh, Hard Not Life? It was like, we rolling with Rockefeller, man. Like, they got money. Like, <laughs> like, like we rolling with Styles, man. Like, he, he's on fire right now, man. Like, sorry, Dean. Like, it, you know, there's only one room for one at the top. You know. You know, if y'all ain't never heard that, we rolling with Rockefeller, man. They got money think about it he's been in or you throwing those pay-per-view feuds since he won the belt or not since he won the belt since SummerSlam the whole deal was to get people to root for Dolph Ziggler to win even though we all knew he wasn't going to win and then he ultimately didn't win yep then he's fighting like the best wrestler in the he's the best wrestler the company has or the best wrestler they've had over the last nine or eight months like what do you think was going to happen? Then throw in, then throw in the the non serious Ambrose was you know wearing like, that that big uh, hat, the big blue goofy hat, big blue boof, uh, goofy hat, paddy wagon, uh, still in the paddy wagon, uh, still in a mustard or still in a hot dog cart. Ambrose, like no no one likes that Ambrose, and that's what we've gotten the last. Well, getting three, the plant, two, you know, talk, talk, talk talking to Mister Plant Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is Mitch. Uh, yeah, it, it was just a combo of a lot of things. I think a heel turn, uh, you know, and I hate to just say, "Hey, just turn him heel," but it's. I think it's becoming obvious. Like people don't really want to cheer Dean Ambrose anymore. Um, but I mean, we're coming up to a real issue when it comes to turn. Like you would say, turn this guy heel, turn this guy heel, bro. We have no top baby faces right now. None. None. And like, they, they easily could. They could easily have a top baby face, but, you know. <laughs> you talking Daniel Bryan? No, no, I wasn't talking about Daniel Bryan, but, you it's know. Like, but let it go. <laughs> but, look, if they clear him, you know, it, it, the spot will be wide the fuck open. Like, <laughs> um, like seriously, so who's the top the top baby face? It's AJ Styles. Is... Oh, Kevin Owens. No, like, oh, no. Okay. Like the real According baby to... face. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, shit, um... Rollins by default. 
because he's challenging for the title. But he's not well, really a face. Actually, I don't think he's actually a face yet. I think he's like making that transition. Look, Reigns out here getting booed out the gym. Zayn's like at a level below them. He's clearly in the mid in the mid card, right? Clearly. Like it's it's. But that is him, though. Yeah, and you know who you know who it would be if he wasn't stuck out here in a seven, a best of seven. <laughs> Cesaro. Cesaro will, be, Cesaro will really be the top baby face in the company if not if not stuck with Sheamus, who gets people under, as you say. Well, check this out. Uh, I think Cesaro is going to get going to end up winning that series, and he'll be the next challenger. Like he'll he'll get a shot towards the end of the year against Owens for the world belt. No, he won't. You know that. You know what's going to happen. What? You know what's going to happen. What? That man is going to win this uh, tourney against, or this best of seven against Sheamus, and, and, that, and all that shit's going to equal up to a U.S. title shot. Bitch, you dumb. I guarantee you. I guarantee Because, bro, I guarantee you because I remember when uh, they first fought that first time, and it was for a championship opportunity, or it was for a title shot, or, or whatever, or some title, I don't know, again, or uh, uh, some type of deal where I forgot the wording, but it was like something uh, it, it equal up into a title shot, and it was like, supposed to be for the U.S. title. Oh, and then man. You got I, I hope they do it for the Universal. I do too, but I know it's not going to happen because you know how. Because look, I'll say this: if Sheamus wins, it'll be for the Universal title. If, oh, if, Cesaro, if Cesaro wins, it'll be for the U.S. title. I guarantee wow. you. Wow! I um, guarantee you. I think the uh, like the club in the new day. Uh, this feud needs to end. It's just not good for either party. Like it's just nope. not, not. So there's no, there's nothing else to do, Rich. You know they they just fight each other every week and. Bro, if the new day isn't out here trying to, uh, trying to you know salvage what what's going on with the club. Yeah. Are in those or, or Anderson and Gallows, and um, Enzo and Cass aren't out here um, giving wins to, to, the, to the, the shining, shining stars. stars. Like, what else would they be doing? Because they're both faces. Oh man! Because in theory, those two, in theory, the two biggest like the like there's a gigantic gap between the t- top two uh, biggest. Raw tag teams in the third team, and they're both faces. Yeah. So what do you do about that? Just keep letting them fight forever, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could like make Neville a tag team with somebody like Sami Zayn or something. Like Raw could basically create a tag team division full of uh, like makeshift tag teams to like challenge the club, like. Like, Neville and Sami Zayn should probably be a tag team right now. Like, why not? But then again, if you do that, then you have then you have another tag team that's fake that in the top, and they're like the third biggest tag team in their faces. Like, they need a heel, they need a heel tag team that's worth a damn. Shit. Badly. I mean, you could turn Enzo and Cass heel. Shit. I'm that's not turning the new, yeah, well, yeah, you know, they, they could turn the New Day back heel. But we a back heel. Yeah. Again, we going back to this. Yep. So like do you think it's the end of the road for the new day? Or can can we see the light at the end of the tunnel for the for those guys? Yeah, it's it's about it's about yeah. 
It's about gangster for them. It's about time. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Um, trying to think what else uh, was interesting this week. What? No. Definitely not interesting there. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. So, how far are we in on the podcast? Uh, we are, I think, just over sixty. Let me get the exact time. We are sixty-eight minutes in. Yeah, we can wrap it up now. All right, then. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, we will be back, hopefully, uh, Lord willing, next week. Uh, with more compelling wrestling talk or terrible, whichever one you choose. Um, the make if you guys didn't watch the CWC yet, make sure you do. Uh, the new cruiserweight division is going to start um, on Monday Night Raw. I would basically book these guys to tear it up every week while trying to protect your matches as much as possible. If that makes any sense. Um, the I want to plug something real quick for Jordan Parks. Make sure you guys check out uh, the All Day Wrestling page on Facebook. It's like a uh, page where you like it, so check him out. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Wrestling Square Circle, uh, which is our Facebook group, where uh, our membership is growing rapidly by the day. Shouts out to all the new members. Shouts out to all the old members. Um, James, you got anything to add? Uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to do a little Atlanta talk, or you want to just hold that off for another week? Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. How far are we in this podcast now? We're at 68 minutes. Let's go, I mean, let's come back next week. Alright, we'll come back next week. Uh, We'll talk about Atlanta, and if y'all haven't heard about that, that's the uh, Childish Gambino show that's on FX, Uh, Donald Glover. next week we can talk. Next week we can talk about this Usher album too. I haven't heard it yet, but you the way you say that makes me uh, kind of look forward to to hearing it. You know, I mean, <laughs> this, I got some notes. Oh, like, okay. Wanna, is it a catastrophe like, or notes? no? Huh? Is it a catastrophe or no? It's not a catastrophe, but like he's done. He's done. <laughs> okay. He's not a catastrophe, but he's done. Like so, if he was a wrestler, uh, like like name like a year, like like is he like Harley Race nineteen eighty six done, or is he like you know I'm trying to see? You know what he's like? He's you, like Bret Hart when he got dropped on his head by Goldberg. Fuck. It's like I don't like I don't understand. He's like Scott like, Hall in two thousand two. I guess it's like, bro, you look exactly the same as when you were in your prime. I don't understand, like, what just happened. Why are you? Why are you just done now? Like, I don't understand. It, it's weird. Wow. Uh, and I don't mean it in a bad way. It, it, it has moments, but like, I don't know if it's like. Remember, okay, so remember when the Yeezus came out and it wasn't what a lot of people expected, and then like Kanye was was basically like, yeah, you know. Uh, da 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 da. It was rushed, uh, but you sure. know, ultimately, like my drums, my drums, are, and you know, my bass is knocking in a way that none of my other shit ever knocked. And uh, you know, zealots were like, yeah, "This shit will be influential eventually." And like, 
in a weird way it sort of has, but not for like a not for anything is like that tangibly obvious. Like so a lot of a lot of what we hear now, especially like the young metro stuff, is like especially with future and and uh, Drake or whatever and Kanye's album that came out this year and now this like the new thing now was like we got trap drums we're not necessarily using the same like Lex Luger bass we were doing like four years ago but what we're definitely going to do is we're going to use these muddy synths and these muddy low synths and we're going to and we're not going to use any sharp sound all everything is dull sounding <laughs> I don't mean dull like boring I mean dull like it's literally like there's no they're like pads oh, it's a bunch of just bunch of just like muddy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of where he went with this out al- with this album. And then, like, one of the big complaints that he got when uh, his last album dropped was that he went full on or EDM, you know, type of deal. But like, there wasn't much of a there wasn't much for like the people that have listened to Usher and Usher albums for what fifteen years now or whatever else. Right. So, like, that's back, and he's back to a lot of, like, you know, like the, the R&B, rap inf- the rap-infused R&B stuff, but, like, I don't need, bro, you're 38 years old, why are you, why are you rap singing, like, why are you thugger singing, why are you thugger singing, why are you Migos singing? He's Migos singing, alright, cut the podcast off. Like, absolutely, bro. Like, how does and, that, like, how does that so, work? Like, I don't... I don't know. I and guess I just had to times, listen to it. it. It worked at times, and other times it didn't. Um, so, all right. So, but wow, you know, you know how some of these R and B go R and B songs were like the ones that don't work. Just like Ugh, there's, these are bad. So, like he has a song called "Tell Me," and it's eight minutes and thirty nine or, or eight minutes and twenty nine seconds long, right? Uh-huh. And the third and the fourth verses are repeated. They are repeated, right? So it's a refrain. Uh-huh. And you will know. I'm going to tell you the lyrics to to the end side of this third and fourth verse, right? Okay. When all right, when you so wet and I'm so hard, and when the two become one, it's like, oh my god. Boy, boy. These boys <laughs> really, just man? out here, yeah. These boys out here just legendary. You know, Usher Raymond. But yeah, man. Like, but he does have his moments. Like, the second track is called "Filling You." And like the beat is dope, and it's almost like something you imagine it like if like the new age like tricky and dream collaboration for a song, the writing and production got together and did something like this. Is what it would sound like like some love hate like flip to two thousand um, sixteen. Except like they get to the hook, and all of a sudden it's, it turns into some Stevie Wonder shit out of nowhere. It was it was so weird. Like, all of a sudden there's a horn there when it was like literally just a, a low synth. A 808 that's under the synth, um, and some like low piano, and then it turn, and then like this, you know, like a almost like a danger hands like um, synth for melody, like leading into the hook, and then that's the hook. Just this trumpet section deal mm-hmm. that sounds like some shit that would have been on a 70s Stevie Wonder album. Like it would have been on like keys, like the key of love or the key of life. Speaking of Stevie Wonder, speaking of Stevie Wonder, um, he was on uh, the lip sync battle show. Playing keyboards for John Legend, so I uh, had to put, drop the uh, Stevie Ain't Blind lingo on my mom uh, <laughs> last Sunday, and, and that that was pretty funny. Like, what you mean, Stevie One Ain't Blind? Like, what you 
<laughs> Pretty much. And then, you know, I started telling her about, you know, you know, I, I was like, well, think about it. What label was that man signed to? Alright, you remember the Michael Jackson movie when they was telling that man to lie about his damn age. So why the hell wouldn't they have lied about Stevie Wonder out there talking about he was blind, you know, they made that his gimmick. You know, we're wrestling fans. We can spot works. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, but just getting back to like, the last thing I'll say about it is just thank you, Young Metro, for um, Make You a Believer. That shit's tight. Uh, I have no complaints about that song. It's also got a super quotable on there. You, you'll get, you'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll hear it on the memes, uh, meme videos over the next couple months or so. Okay. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, it had its moments, but like it's just, yeah, I just don't like the sound of it. Gotcha. Well, I'm I'm probably gonna end up checking it out at some point or not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got too much going on, but um, well, I mean, it's you know, you know, it's, it's just weird, man. Like, there's no. I was talking to Alex about this uh, probably a week or two ago, and I was saying to him, I don't even know what an R and B like a rap infused R and B album from like that would be har- uh, harking back to, not necessarily the sound, but like the sensibilities of what we heard from like Confessions or like the first three Chris Brown albums even though like the third one wasn't that good but mm-hmm. like what would, or like even like the first two Jagged Edge albums like what would or something like something like imagine Brian Michael Cox is making R&B now like I don't even know what that album would sound like now in 2016 because like there is no R&B right it's there like no just re- they're singing over rock. really slow rap beats like Bryson Tiller <laughs> like Stuff like yes. that, and it's just like in Tory Lanes, like they're singing over really, really slow rap beats, but they're not out here trying to sing to a bitch. No, you know, not you stupid. Not, not, not a bit, a literal bitch, but uh, like you know, they ain't out here trying to sing for it, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, I hate to be that guy, but um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up the show this week. We'll be back. But you next get my week. point. But look. What you just said is the reason why R&B is important. You need those albums at times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we you def- we, we need to sing. You know. And now, like, I don't... You know, we, we, like, I'm not going to put on no D'Angelo Black, Black Messiah. I'm like, good. bro, I'm not putting on no Frank Ocean album, bro. Like, I'm just not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, look, man. Like, some of the Frank Ocean tracks be jamming, but, like, I, that's not necessarily my steez. Look, I'm I'm good. I don't know. It's like somebody's got to explain it to me. Like I feel like it's people that that love it, that understand it, they love it. If you don't understand it, you're looking at them like, what is amazing about this? And yeah. like he's clearly in that mode yeah. for me. But so, um, yeah, that's gonna wrap it up. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If not, fuck you. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Peace. Later. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.